You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 120. Hey, so for a long time now, people have been asking me if I can do a podcast about Pinterest. Now, truth be told, I don't use Pinterest very often. So I wanted to bring in an expert today to really bring some knowledge and some light into the Pinterest world for not only me, but also for you. So today I've got Carolina coming in from Miami and she has an incredible podcast herself called The Tog Republic. So if you don't know that podcast, you should go check it out. And I actually have an episode on there where Carolina did interview me as well. So I actually, I think I crossed paths with Carolina through Clubhouse a few months ago when I was spending a little bit more time on there and really connecting with some really cool like-minded people. And one thing that really drew me to Carolina is she is just incredible when it comes to marketing. She loves marketing. She loves thinking a little bit different. She loves to get creative. So I think we have a lot in common when it comes to marketing. And if you know me, you know how much I love marketing and sort of pushing the envelope changing things up, doing something that's different. Like that's what I am all about. Now, after this podcast episode, I know I'm going to go and do a lot more on my Pinterest and I hope that you do too. So we talk about setting up your Pinterest and we talk about your bio. So creating a really good bio and why that's important and how to use keywords and things like that. We talk about setting pins and boards and how we need to be specific and be niche with with our pins and boards. And we also talk about Pinterest with the content that we should actually create or we can create to uh, get a lot more traffic to our websites. Now, before all that starts, I just want to announce the Wedding Photography Summit 2021 is coming up on the 22nd and 23rd of November. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, if you've been to the last summits, you would know that We put on a big show and it's a lot of fun. So we get the best speakers in the world. We bring them in a room at an affordable price and we absolutely celebrate with our industry because we know what it's like to work alone. We know what it's like to need a little bit more motivation and inspiration. And we know what it's like to be in a room full of people that are hungry for success and to get to their best versions of themselves. So that's what the Wedding Photography Summit's all about. And I'm really excited to tell you about the lineup. Now, before all of that happens, you can actually head over to weddingphotographysummit.com and join the waitlist. Now, why is that important? Because we actually have a few really big bonuses that will be dropping on pre-launch, which will only be available one week before it actually goes out for sale, before tickets are actually available one week before on the mailing list only. So you need to be on the mailing list to be able to have access to those things. And if they don't sell out to the mailing list, and guys, just to let you know, I do have a huge mailing list. So if it doesn't sell out on the mailing list, then of course, a week later, it's going to be available to everybody else. So I know a little while ago, I was telling you guys about front row seats. I don't want to give anything away, but there may be front row seats this time and there may be super limited. So if you want front row seats at the next summit and you want to have a behind the scenes um, and behind the scenes view and be able to actually talk to me between things, all that good stuff, front row seats are for you and they're insanely limited and they're going on pre-sale a week before everybody else. So get on that mailing list, Wedding Photography Summit 
www.thepodcastmaker.com. You'll see it right there. So without further ado, seriously, guys, today's podcast episode is going to be amazing. Get out your pens, get out your paper. Let's go and learn some stuff. Hey, so I'm here with Carolina and she has a podcast herself called The Tog Republic. I love listening to her podcast. I've actually been a guest on her podcast before, which is really cool. She also is an expert in Pinterest and she has a course called The Art of Pinning. Now, Pinterest is such an important thing because it's not only a social media, it's also a search engine. And I think a lot of people undermine and underestimate the power of Pinterest. And I believe Pinterest is growing so much. And there's so many things that we're, as photographers, as creative entrepreneurs, uh, whatever we do, we're underutilizing such a powerful tool that's right in front of us. So I'm excited to have Carolina here today to talk about Pinterest and to give us three tips to really drive more traffic to our websites. How are you? Good. And you? I'm really good. Hey, I'd love to, um, I just sort of introduced you a little bit, but I'd love to hear from you. Uh, who are you and what makes you passionate about what you do and um, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, my name is Carolina Gusek and I'm a wedding and lifestyle photographer. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. I am based in Miami, Florida, and I have a huge, huge, huge passion for marketing. I went to school for advertising and mass communication. So somehow I ended up in photography, but like I carry on my passion. Why are you passionate about marketing? I want to know, like, what is it that gets you going? I think it's super interesting to find out how to make things work, to, you know, to attract new people, to get your business going, how to create new things that perhaps other people didn't think about. So for me, it's actually more creative than actually taking photos. So that's what I love. I love that. You know, so many people don't see marketing or business as creative, but when you find it really creative, it's so fulfilling, so fun to do, isn't it? It is. And I think that's why I like, you know, I like you and I like what you do because you have a lot of passion for actually what marketing it is. And I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, obviously, in the wedding industry, obviously, you know, we focus about photography and the art of, you know, creating beautiful images. But at the end, you know, at the end of the day, we're business owners. So, yes, obviously, your art is important, but I think that is also as important, you know, the aspect of business and marketing. Can I ask just a quick question before you keep going to introduce yourself? Sure you can. With marketing and how you love it, do you love the fact that you can be creative with the output of what you create or do you love the fact that you can find opportunities where other people don't utilize those opportunities? Both. But I think I find really interesting the finding the opportunities that other people perhaps overlook. Yeah, that's what I thought as well because you know <laughs> you do Pinterest and stuff like that. So I figured you... You must be finding things and working out ways that work that other people are not really utilizing and bringing that to light. Correct. It's, you know, it's, it's an interesting process of like, you know, seeing perhaps, you know, what other people overlook and trying to figure it out. Why are they overlooking it and how I can take that to my advantage? So a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. Keep going. I'd love to, I want to hear a little bit more about you. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> it's fine. So because of my love for marketing, uh, I decided to create a podcast. It's, all, it's been over three years already where I can, you know, wow. share actionable steps. I think one of the things that I like about marketing is that 
it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not like, oh, just follow these steps and it's actually going to work for you. But it's kind of like giving a blue, you know, print to other photographers to like see that it's not as difficult as they think it might be. And it can be also fun. So every week I release a brand new episode. Sometimes our solo episodes. Most of the times I interview people that are doing great things in the industry. And because I am bilingual now, I have once a month an episode in Spanish to reach out, you know, my fellow creatives in South America and Spain and Central America. Love that. Hey, so if you are on podcasting right now, and that's a really, as you know, it's like exploding and it's growing and it's own, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you think that is a good form of marketing? I think there is room for that. I haven't used it for my photography business, but I think that it could be really a good platform to, you know, to tap into what you love to do and connect with couples in a different way. So of course, yes, go for it. Yeah. I I don't see like many people using or utilizing podcasting as much as some other people. And I think there is so much room there to grow. There's so many things that we can do. And for yourself, like one thing that really stood out just then is that you started podcasting three years ago. You show up every single week and you show up every single month to do something else. Do you think consistency for you is something that really plays a big role in marketing? Oh, a hundred percent. I think, and I think that's one of maybe the what's the, the word that I'm looking for? Maybe the Achilles heels for photographers, right? They're like, I'm just going to do one thing, maybe one, twice, maybe three times. And because they don't see like immediate results, they're like, forget about this. This doesn't work for me. And I think, <laughs> and, and you mentioned this on your podcast all the time, you need to have resilience. Like this is something that you mm-hmm. need to do over and over. And if I would have quit, you know, three years ago after, you know, releasing, let's say five podcast episodes and not getting the results that I wanted, I wouldn't be here today talking to you if I would have given up. So like, I think that it is important to have consistency in your business. So when we talk about consistency and I love talking about frequencies, like showing up, showing up, you know, I'm reminding everyone I exist and my services are here and that I've got value and stuff. But a lot of people sometimes push back and say, I don't want to annoy my audience. Like, I don't want to show up too often. I don't want to post once a day. I don't want to pin all the time on Pinterest. Like, do you believe that like frequency is a, is a tool that the most successful use often? Of course, frequency is super important. And Nowadays, there is so many ways to show up in a way that feels new and refreshed. And obviously, you don't have to show up all the time like, hey, book me, book me, book me. Obviously, that's tiring. And obviously, that's going to burn some bridges. But there is so many ways to show up to still give value to your audience, to create connections uh, that, you know, it's super important that, you know, that, that we as business owners stay creative, have fun, and also consistency is key. Unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Here's a really cool question for you. You just said something there saying like creating connections. And now a lot of photographers that I work with, especially if they're more creative based, a little bit less logical, a little bit less in marketing and stuff. They love the human connection. They love connecting with their clients and they talk about it a lot and creating work that people love and they can connect on a deeper level and they can tell a deeper story and all this kind of stuff. Do you believe that marketing is that same thing? Like trying to find someone to connect with, you know, with you on a personal level, with you and your services, with you and your passion? Like, do you believe connection is an important part of marketing? Of course it is. I I am 
my myself, I am a more pragmatic way and I am not as like, I don't need that kind of like, I'm doing air quotes here for people that obviously can see this, but I'm not like, oh, I need to connect in like a deeper level. Like it doesn't have to be so transcendent, but yeah. it is obviously you need to connect with somebody, right? Somebody needs to stop in their tracks to be like, oh, I'm interested in what this person has to say. Maybe because I like what they're doing or maybe because I think that what they're saying is, I don't know, interesting or funny or, you know, it catch my attention. So yes, obviously it has to be a connection. Wait, if there's no connection, do you just turn into noise? Like in marketing? Yes. And people will definitely turn you off. Do you think people confuse marketing and connection with noise? And they think... Uh, as long as I show up, that's good enough. Instead of thinking of like, well, wait, actually everyone shows up all the time, but we scroll past everything all the time and something's got to pull us in. I think two things happen here. People confuse marketing always with selling, right? So that creates what we were talking about. Like if you show up all the time, just like trying to finalize the sale, you're going to burn out your bridges and also you're going to burn out yourself, right? You're going to be like, this is exhausting. I'm not seeing any results. Another thing that could happen is like, you're like, well, we'll see. I'm going to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what happens. And of course, you know, when you're starting or when you're learning, sometimes you just have to, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what happens. But at some point you need to be like, okay, this really works and this doesn't work. So I'm going to focus on what works. So you're telling me that we should change <laughs> from busy to impactful. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so frequent, So it's a couple of interesting things because here we're talking about frequency, right? You know, and consistency. But at the same mm-hmm. time, mindfulness is a huge part of my business and my life. So yes, I don't need to show up 10 times a day with nothing in particular to say. I'd rather show up three times a day with something that is going to actually make a difference. And once again, this make a difference doesn't have to be always per se business, business, business related. Sometimes it can be part of your family, Can sometimes can be part of your personality. Sometimes you can, I don't know, if you're funny and you have funny things to say, you can show up in that way to kind of like add kind of like humor to your audience. So they will appreciate also that. So I think that's when people, that this misconception of marketing that is always like, once again, this sale mode, which in reality, it's so many layers that you can add to your marketing plan. Love that. So (laughs) it's dragging me into the next thing we're going to talk about. So you're going to give us three tips on marketing with Pinterest and utilizing Pinterest. But the reason why I kind of wanted to bring the conversation there is because like, do you believe using Pinterest, we can make a big impact, you know, because we're, we're trying to find where it's not saturated, where our voice can be heard, where we can connect a little bit more, where we can deliver value easy or easier um, compared to other platforms. So do you believe right now, like Pinterest could be a very good plate to serve that on? Pinterest, it is a great plate to serve that on. And as you know, we're talking about, you know, showing up consistency, right? And showing up with intention. And I believe, for example, Instagram, right? That's a platform that photographers, we, I think that we hyper-focus actually on Instagram and obviously showing up on Instagram stories and all that, it's great. And it needs a little bit more of thought. Now, Pinterest, it's a platform that is completely ignored by photographers. Yes, obviously there is hundreds of photographers there, but there is no like millions of photographers there compared to like Instagram, right? Another thing that Pinterest has, as you mentioned in the beginning, and actually you say it is a social media platform and it's actually a search engine platform. So I think that's one of the misconceptions, right? People feel like I 
putting all my energy into Instagram. And now I don't need to do Pinterest because I'm doing Instagram. And I believe that you need to be also in diverse places, right? What happens if something, you know, if Instagram goes away today? So we have Pinterest. And another thing that is super crucial with Pinterest, that but that's one of the reasons that I love it so much, is that it is not as needy as Instagram, right? We feel like on Instagram, we have to show up, we have to post, we have to do Instagram stories. Pinterest, you can pin two images a day, one image a day, and that image lives forever. So if you have done, you know, a good strategy with your images, you don't need to constantly show up on Instagram. I mean, on Pinterest, it lives forever and ever. And that's something that I love. It's pretty much evergreen if you organize your account correctly. I tell you this, before the pandemic, I used to pin, you know, pretty often, like about four images per day. And then the pandemic hit. And even though in Miami, pretty much we, nothing, I mean, like the pandemic obviously hit us and we have the highest rate in the US, but like nothing close, right? Weddings are still happening. Big weddings are still happening. I decided myself that I, I didn't want to take that chance, right? So for 2020, I didn't pin any images. Now, the traffic that I had created three years before is still carry on during 2020. So I didn't lose any momentum. I still had a traffic, qualified traffic into my website. My images are still, be, you know, people were repeating those images. So you don't have that on Instagram. If you disappear out of Instagram for a whole year, you lose all the momentum that you have created. So that's, I guess, one of the reasons why I love Pinterest so, so much. Another thing that we have is these are stats according to Pinterest. They say that 40 million couples per year use the platform to plan their wedding. That is a huge market that is just there waiting for us to like serve, right? Obviously, this doesn't mean that it's 40 million people in your city. That would be crazy. We're talking about globally. But even if you can get 1% of that 40 million, that could definitely benefit your business. So what I want to do today, you know, people that are listening to this, is like, if you are not using Pinterest to at least plant that seed, that is a great place for you to be, especially as a wedding photographer. Because once again, I think that sometimes people think that, oh, only moms looking for like, you know, little things to do and crafts to do are on Pinterest. When in reality, a lot of people are there looking for inspiration and we're sitting in hard drives that have thousands or even millions of images, why not put them in that platform? Hey, I actually heard a stat not too long ago and I don't know if it's true. I can't remember where I heard it from, but I don't know if you've got an insight on this, but I heard that people on Pinterest and on podcasting that listen to podcasts, consume podcasts on average, make over six figures in income. And they put it down to a few different reasons. One is like, if you're on Pinterest, usually you're very privileged and you're probably renovating, organizing a wedding. You're looking for art. You're looking for, um, you know, something to hang on your wall. And because of that reason, um, they're not usually on Google. They're looking for something that's a little bit more higher end. And for podcasting, it was the same thing. It was like people that were looking for inspiration, motivation. They're looking for the next tool for their business to grow. And because of that, it kind of vets the people that are on those platforms. So when you show up and you're serving those people, it's different to the to the people that sit on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people that are scrolling Facebook, they will have far less income because they've got far more time just to be scrolling. So it's very interesting of like what the platform is and where the platform is and how we spend our ad budget, for instance, 
it's going to be different on every single platform according to how people use that platform. Correct. So one of the great things about Pinterest, you know, they're very open about their, you know, their stats and they're very open about like their, who their actual user is. And it has been, you know, proven by their numbers that the users have like higher education, users live in like, you know, per se, you know, like the majority have like, you know, better zip codes of the cities. It's also users that are, you know, actually actively looking for inspiration. That means into an action that they're going to take in the near future. So it's people, you know, prepping themselves for a purchase. So I think that's one of the things that is important to mention here. If somebody goes to Google, right, and types, let's say, Melbourne wedding photographer, because they're getting married, is they're like actively looking Sometimes, or the majority of times, people go into Pinterest looking for inspiration because this is something that is coming up in the future. We all seen, you know, that sometimes brides, you know, start planning their wedding even before they get the ring. So it is a great opportunity to start kind of like nurturing that audience. So when they're ready for the purchase, you have already given them enough content and they have already had enough opportunity to interact with your images and to see your art that when the time of the purchase comes, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Google. It's like, oh, I have already seen what I like and I'm ready to commit to this. I absolutely love that. And exactly what you just said there, I just wanted to sort of paraphrase a thing that you went over before, like the difference between, uh, I, I believe Pinterest is a social media because people can follow them and stuff, but it's also a search engine. So the difference between a social media, don't forget guys that are listening right now, like I would say YouTube is um, is also a search engine and Google's obviously a search engine, Pinterest is a search engine. And the thing is it's evergreen. So when you create content, it's on there and it's not knocked down until someone creates something better and outranks you. But if you're on social media or if you're doing Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you're doing those type of things, it's like soon as it stops, soon as it turns off, soon as the algorithm changes, then your content is gone. So just one thing to think about here when we're talking about Pinterest and why we believe that it's so important. I have a, an extra tip that I wasn't going to give you, but now since you mentioned it, I, I have to share this with you. And we Please. are talking about uh, oh, everything that I do on Pinterest is organic. However, I have, you know, tried ads because I want to see how they work. I want to grow, you know, my business. So one of the great things about Pinterest is like when you run an ad, you have to create, let's say the image has to be attached to a Pinterest board, right? So you create your ad, you run your ad, let's say that you run it for two months, right? During that time that the ad is running, people can use the image or the ad as an actual pin, right? They can visit their website, they can save it to their boards, they can repin it, you know, they can interact with it as if it was just like a standalone pin. Now, when your ad stops, that pin doesn't disappear. All the momentum that you created with the paid ad actually carries on. So I run a wow. ad, I believe it was like, it was before the pandemic. And I still get pins to my website because of that ad that I only run for two months, almost two years ago, and they still carry on. So if you are looking for a place to put your ad money, and perhaps you have tried Facebook and you didn't like it, consider Pinterest because once again, that pin will live forever. So. You Why not love mind. this? <laughs> I hope to start seeing like a bunch of like, you know, your pins on Pinterest and see how those, you know, with, you know, with time they get actually better. Hey, you're going to hate 
giving me these tips because you're going to just see your your Pinterest feeds is going to be filled with my ads now. <laughs> well, good thing is like the way that I do my Pinterest, I don't do it for a global market. I am based in mm-hmm. Miami. I am not a destination wedding photographer. So what I see, and even if you were here, like, as you said, you know, like, there is enough pie for everybody, but technically you're not even my competition. You're in the other side of the world. Run those ads. I know. <laughs> of course. All right. So let's, let's get into um, three big tips right now for us to get more traffic to our website from Pinterest. Awesome. So first of all, the first thing that I think that is important to say is that Pinterest has obviously like Instagram, they have like a personal account or they have a business account. Super simple to convert your personal account into a business account is just a little button that you that you change. And the reason why I'm suggesting for you to change your personal account into a business account is so you can track your analytics. I am a very structured person and everything that I do, I want to make sure that I'm able to track it, right? So the first thing that I will suggest, obviously turn your, your account into a business account. Now, the second thing that I see the major of people making mistakes or not utilizing things correctly is just by the title, right? Your account title, right? If I just put my name, Carolina Gusik Photography, that means nothing to anybody, especially because once again, we have to think about Pinterest as a search engine platform. These are call leads that are looking for inspiration. So they're not really looking on Pinterest for Carolina Gusik Photography, right? They're looking for Miami weddings, Miami wedding styles, things like that. So my title on my Pinterest is going to be Miami wedding photographer. And then I could put, you know, Carolina Gusik. So that's the first thing. The second thing will be the description. Pinterest, I think allows you to have like a small description. You cannot write a huge thing in there, but at least, you know, use this description with some keywords, right? We're going to think about, and we're going to talk about this a lot. It is a search engine platform. If you want to be found, you need to use the right keywords. So make sure that you say, hey, for example, I believe my bio is along the lines of like, I am a Miami wedding photographer for couples that are madly in love. I'm going to have a lot of fun. So I'm writing in a way that has a keyword in it, right? Miami wedding photographer. I also mentioned the style of couples that I like, but it's in a way that when somebody's reading it, it feels connected to it. It's not just like a bunch of like keywords separated by comments, right? So don't do that. Make sure that you write in the way that you were talking to a friend, but also don't forget to add your keywords to that. When you're talking about keywords, just quickly, you said, um, is it only on the pins or is it also the description of your actual account? Well, we're talking right now the description of your actual account. So okay, we're not cool. even, we haven't touched pins yet. This is kind awesome. of like your bio. Okay. So we're going to put the keyword on the title and then we're going to okay. put also keywords on the description. And obviously you're going to link that to your URL. Now, here is kind of like a hill that I'm willing to die on, right? <laughs> because people <laughs> say like, well, Carolina, I only have Facebook. I mean, I only have Instagram because I don't need a website. So the first thing that I will say here is like, I do believe that if you are in business and if you are a professional photographer and if you're charging money for your services, you do need to present yourself in a professional way and you do need a website. So I'm willing to die on this hill. I don't think that just having an Instagram account is enough. At some point, you're going to need to have your own thing and not build on borrowed land. So make sure that you have a website that you can link to your interests. People will say, well, I don't have a website. I have an Instagram account. 
It is what it is. If that's the only thing that you have, the link to that. But the problem here is that we want to make sure that we're driving people into a platform that we can control. We cannot control Instagram. We can control our website. Another thing that happens when people land into Instagram is there is so many distractions. So let's say, yes, your pictures are beautiful, but now I have notifications. Now I have a DM. So now instead of thinking about your beautiful photos, the person that is interested in your business, now it has gone kind of like down this rabbit hole of like notifications and things like that. So once again, make sure that you have your website. So those are the things for the buy. Now, Let's move into the actual pins and boards, right? So the way that Pinterest works is you create boards and then you add images to those boards, right? In the past, when Pinterest first got started, it was kind of like frowned upon to pin your own work. It was like, you're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to pin somebody else's images. And oh, that man, was I the, just only pins my own work. <laughs> that was their recommendation. And I was like, I did it like that for a while. And then I'm like, this makes absolute no sense. Why mm. would I create all this content that is leading to somebody else's business? I mean, I'm all for community over competition and I'm all for like helping other people out. But like, if I'm putting the time, you know, I, I want to, yeah, I know, <laughs> I want to see the results of my business. So when I first started my, this kind of new way of pinning, I decided that I was, I had nothing to lose, right? Because I have no traffic to my website. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? So I started pinning just my images. Now, the first thing that I did was creating boards that was specific and niche, right? Having just a board that says wedding photography is going to attract a lot of people that might not be your clients, people that are also might not be in your city, right? So once again, we're doing this kind of like a strategy to make sure that you are leading people that could potentially become your clients. Can we have a a quick example of a, a very niche board? Of course. So I start always with the venues that I have worked at. I mean, you can't get any more niche than that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But this is exactly what I want because I want people that are going to Pinterest. Let's say, for example, there is this beautiful venue in Miami that I love working at. It's called Biscaya. It's a museum. It's very European. It's like the quintessential posh weddings of Miami. I have a board just for weddings there because I know a couple that wants to get married there, they're not going to Pinterest to look for like Miami wedding. They're going to Pinterest to look for like Vizcaya weddings. They want to see how that venue looks. And if I have a board that has 50 images with different weddings at Vizcaya that is giving them different kind of like aesthetics or moods, I got them. Because now they're in my board, they're looking at my photos, they're looking at the ideas, they probably are saving those images. And here comes the part that of Pinterest that is super important. Let's say that they like what they see, right? Go with me in this adventure that I'm going to take you. They like this pin and they're like, wow, this is exactly what we want for our wedding. This aesthetic, right? This like table decoration, this, you know, vibe of wedding. But I want to see more of this image. So now they click on that photo. Every single image that you upload to Pinterest has to have a URL to our website. So The important point here is not that you lead them to your homepage. Remember, this is a search engine platform. You have to lead them to more content about what you are giving them information. In this specific case, this wedding at Vizcaya. 
So when they click on that pin, I want them to land perhaps on a blog post about that specific wedding. So now they can see more aesthetics. Maybe they can see the couple. Now I'm showing them things that perhaps they didn't even want to see, or they didn't even know they wanted to see, which is like, oh, look at all these romantic photos. Oh, look at these beautiful family portraits as well. Oh my God, we need a photographer. Now I want to contact this person because this person is showing me what I want. Now let's kind of like think about like, well, I just send them to my homepage, right? Because I got lazy and I didn't want to upgrade, you know, the URL and I just put carolinagusic.com. They see this pin. They're super excited about this wedding. Now they land on my homepage. They don't see this wedding on my homepage. They're going to bounce. And sometimes as photographers, I'm going to say it, but we have a big ego and we're like, oh, they're going to look for it. And the reality is like, nobody's going to go looking for something. They saw it on Pinterest. They wanted to see more about this. (laughs) They get to your homepage. They don't see what they're looking for. They are going to leave. So super important that all the images that you're uploading has a URL that leads the viewer to more content about that specific thing. Hopefully a blog post. That's awesome. Would you suggest if you're going to for instance, like create content, maybe you're going to do a style shoot or something. Would you choose some vendors and some styles that you know that your clients are looking for? So then the content's awesome on your website, but you're also kind of creating it for Pinterest. So you can sort of dominate that area and that search result. So people can come back and see more of exactly what you've created. Oh, 100%. And this is not only for Pinterest. I am not a big fan myself of the style shoots. But if the opportunity presents and the topic is something that I know my audience will love, I will do it because now I'm creating content, not for the sake of creating anything, but with a lot of intention. And this is a good example because prior to the pandemic, I'm very well known in Miami for not liking style shoots. Like I'm wearing <laughs> not in the industry. They're like, they're like, don't even invite Carolina because she doesn't like it. But this event planner that wanted to work with me, she's like, I have this idea. I'm going to pitch it to you. If you love it, great. If not, I try my best. So I'm like, okay, tell. She's like, I have this idea about creating this style shoot about Frida Kahlo. And what I want is I want to showcase really beautiful, bold, like a really bold wedding with a lot of colors and a couple that is really out there. For me, that was amazing because those are the kind of couples that I want. I want to I work with couples that want things that are not what everybody else is doing. I want to work with couples that love a lot of color on their wedding day. So I thought that was a great idea because sometimes the people that I want to work with, they this is what they want, but they haven't seen that, right? They're like, I would like my wedding to be different, but like, I don't know what that would look like. So I'm like, this is a great opportunity to add content for my clients. So we created this beautiful style shoot. I shot it all thinking about Pinterest and I'm like, I am going to win in Pinterest with this style shoot. And here comes another part of Pinterest that is really important and interesting. So I uploaded all these images to Pinterest. Of course, I created a blog post about how to, I I think the name of the blog post is like how to use color on your wedding or something like that. Something that was like a good, you know, title. And I upload them to Pinterest. Jai, crickets. Crickets, nothing (laughs) happened. I was like, okay, well, it doesn't matter because, you know, it still is for my good SEO and things like that. Now, a couple of months Ago, like a month or so ago, I was checking my Google Analytics and that blog post was getting some crazy amount of traffic. 
And I'm like, what's going on in here? Because I haven't, you know, I haven't reposted this. I haven't done anything about this blog post. So I went diving a little bit deeper. All the traffic was coming from Pinterest. So even after a year and a half of me posting these photos, now this content actually got traction on Pinterest and now I'm seeing the results. So don't get frustrated with Pinterest. Sometimes things take off immediately and sometimes it could pass a year for things to take off. But like people that are looking for what you have to offer will find you. And the great thing about Pinterest is like once you get that momentum, it's kind of like hands off the wheel. Like it's happening. It's all good. I love that. I'm just going to do a quick recap of what we've just gone over. You talked about tracking is so important and making sure you got your analytics and know just like on that last story that you could actually see where your traffic was coming from. Then we went into bio and we talked about your title, your description, putting in some keywords, using a website. And guys, even if you don't have a website, like maybe to Instagram, but making sure that you're working towards building a website so you own your audience. And then we moved on to pins and boards. We're just starting. We're talking about specific and niche boards. And then you just finished off there with a story saying, not all content will stick, but stick with it. Because that's when it kind of goes in full circle. Don't forget the frequency thing as well. We can't expect that all of our stuff's just going to go off like what we imagine, like fireworks. Hey man, but if you just keep showing up and keep doing things, you never know what's going to work and what piece of content from even a year ago is actually going to get you some traffic and some work. A hundred percent. And one thing to, to, okay, well, let's, okay. So hold on a second, because now we need to get organized here. So we talk about niche boards, right? So I Mm -hmm. start with my venues, right? This is like the lowest hanging fruit. Another thing that you can do, obviously, and we're going to go back to this, it is a search engine platform. So when you create your boards, you need to make sure that you give them a good title, the venue, Vizcaya Weddings, right? Something along the lines. You can add a description to every single board. So once again, make sure that you go into that description and just don't put like wedding photographer. I take great pictures. Like nobody cares about that. You know, be like, hey, this board is about, you know, <laughs> weddings at Vizcaya, weddings that are posh, weddings that are black tie, you know, like give me more keywords within, you know, the description. So that's going to help you rank. Now, once you start adding content to these boards, if I'm talking about weddings at Vizcaya, I'm not going to add any other venue into that, right? Not even if it's like the same aesthetic. No, I'm sticking to just weddings at this specific venue. And each pin that I upload, obviously, is going to have a title. So some of the times, most of the times, I use the same title as, you know, uh, the actual blog post. Now, parenthesis here. Stay away from like the wedding of Susie and Michael. Unless they're celebrities, nobody's looking for the wedding of Susie and Michael. What I would rather you do is once again, lead with the venue, right? Wedding at Vizcaya or lead with the style of wedding, black tie wedding at Vizcaya. Right there, I'm actually using two keywords, black tie weddings and weddings at Vizcaya. So you need to maximize how you're going to expose your work in also a way that makes sense and in a way that is not spamming the content. And obviously, once you upload every single pin, once again, it has a title. And here, a lot of people just kind of like say like, okay, I've done everything that I could do. You still have a description to add. Remember, Pinterest cannot see images, right? It's a search engine platform. Google cannot see images. Pinterest cannot see images, but they read text. So I want you to add a good description to this photo, right? 
describe what the photo is about. Beautiful couple kissing, you know, on their wedding day at Vizcaya. Once again, I click, you know, I plug in that kind of like extra keyword into that. And that's it. Now I've done everything that I can. And now I just need to let the machine do its thing. But I know that within what's in my power, I have done everything that I can to attract people that are looking for weddings within my city, looking for the aesthetic of photos that I present. And then all I have to do now is track how things are working and, you know, take, take care of my analytics. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> Sounds easy. And, and it is easy. At the beginning, it could be a, a daunting process, right? But again, we do this on Instagram every single day. So now just spend that time on Pinterest. I just created content for actually three months. I actually made a couple of Instagram stories about this. I have content all the way to December 24. So I remember that I made a comment about like being, you know, Christmas before I have to look at my Pinterest again. And I created the content in two hours and I don't have to look at it anymore until December. So easy breezy, create all this content. I spent, yes, two hours creating it. But now I have three months that I can relax. I love that. So I'm just going to do a little recap right there. So we'll talk <laughs> about pins and boards. So specific and niche. And notice how Carolina said, that, like the title is very important, but also being specific with just the one subject, not trying to overwhelm somebody, but trying to load in a swillion different keywords and trying to attract too many people, which means you attract nobody. Then going in on that, so you've actually got your actual pins inside those boards. And again, having a title so people understand exactly what that pin's about and you can put a keyword in there. Then having a description so people can understand what the images actually is. And you could probably sneak in a keyword into that as well. Absolutely. And if you're not using titles and descriptions, it doesn't matter how many times a day or a year you pin, your images won't be indexed because... For the platform, it will be like, we don't know what this is about. So we can actually index that and then showcase that to the people that is actually looking for something. Love that. I want to ask just one little follow-up question. Um, It's a little bit off topic of what we just went through, but I'm curious. Do you Mm -hmm. think it's worthwhile like creating all these pins, all these resources and thinking about our current clients in mind and actually having like a follow me Pinterest button on my uh, website or even in my link tree from Instagram, or if I'm emailing it out to my clients and actually proactively getting people to come and find me on Pinterest and follow me on Pinterest so they can reshare some of my pins. I don't see any harm on not doing that. So sure. Why not? I myself don't do it. I literally use Pinterest as kind of like a way to connect people that are looking for something specific to my brand. So like if a client already, you know, book me, if they follow me or not on Pinterest, I don't care. I also don't care so much about people actually following me on Pinterest because once again, yes, there is the ability of following somebody there and there is the ability of liking pins and even leaving comments, but it's still the platform is a search engine, you know, platform. So like, even if I have 2000 followers, I can still, my content can still be seen by thousands or millions or whoever search for like, let's say Miami wedding photographer. They don't need to follow me to see my content. Love that. I've got one more question for you. Sure. And I know you've probably done a lot of um, sort of testing out what your best content is because you're Mm -hmm. tracking your content that's going through Pinterest and everything. You can see why people are coming over to your website, what they're clicking on. 
Do you think, in your opinion, that inspirational posts, like we were talking about before, doing a style shoot about a venue or something, is the most popular or is actually problem solving, like a problem solving post, very popular as well, where it could be like how to book an elopement in Miami or something like that. So people actually see it and they go, oh, that actually could solve me a problem. I love that. And I love this question because the great thing about Pinterest is like you can try it. And obviously we all have different, even though we're all photographers listening to this podcast, we all have different audiences, right? So it is important that you try it and see what works best for your audience. For my audience, actually, and the pin that works the best. This is my favorite pin. This is my my workhorse. This is the pin that drives the most traffic from Pinterest into my website. It's actually a solving problem pin, which is like, actually, the title is not even like a clickbait. I should have think about this better, but it's just like 34 venues in Miami that you must see today. So that that is the the pin that drives the most traffic to my website. And obviously, when they get to my website, there is a list of the 34 venues that I love the most in Miami. You know, they're breaking down by like outdoor, indoors, ballroom, beach venues and all that. So the good thing about Pinterest is like you can upload a lot of pins and then see what works best for your audience. And I feel like sometimes on Instagram, we're like super curated. Uh, we upload a photo. And if we feel that the photo didn't get enough likes, we're like, oh my God, maybe I need to delete it. In Pinterest, upload and see what works. And once you, you know, once you have enough data to see this is working, then create more of those. Love that. I love that your example there was an actual listicle. So if you don't know what a listicle is in the marketing world, it's like 10 ways to put on a bow tie or something. And it actually is very clickbait because it's very, you can comprehend it really quick. Like I know I'm going to get at least this much information or see at least this many venues if I click onto this. And um, it gives you like a bit of a time frame as well. So if it was like 134, then maybe I'm like, well, it's pretty diluted. I don't really want to go on that. And then if there's like 10 best, most unique venues in Miami, you must know about, then I'm like, the expectation's set. I know it's going to take me about five minutes and go and have a look. I'm probably going to find something amazing. And I am excited that I'm on Pinterest to find this information. And the great thing with content like this is that once they're on your website, you can literally take the visitor into like a rabbit hole because now they're like, oh, I like this venue. Let me click on this. And instead of obviously kicking them to perhaps the venue, perhaps you have weddings that you have shot at that venue. So now you kick them into, you know, a post about that specific wedding or something like that. So keeping people in your website, super important. Awesome. Before I'm going to get you to wrap up with one last juicy tip that you can think of for us, and I'll give you a little bit of time to think about that. I just wanted to say, because um, on this podcast, there's so many people that listen to this podcast, not just photographers. So I wanted to say from my experience, guys, I know there's designers listening right now. I know there's personal trainers. I know there's literally everyone. Now, if you're a creative entrepreneur, one thing about Pinterest for myself is I've barely ever bought from a Facebook ad and I've probably barely ever bought from an Instagram ad, but I buy all the time from Pinterest ads. Now, if I go on and if I'm looking for something like a great template, a great mock-up, a great design, I always go to Pinterest straight away. And I'm always, I actually love the ads that are served to me because I know it's usually good quality stuff. So in whatever niche that you're in right now, whatever industry that you're in, I believe you could probably have a look online and you probably see that Pinterest is underused and underutilized in your industry. And I believe that this could be a cutting edge thing for you and your business right now, in no matter what creative field that you're in. So I just Absolutely. want to leave that on there. 
And one thing that you, that you mentioned, you know, since people from all different industries and all that, you can find what you're looking for. Again, make an easy choice. So I definitely love, love the platform. And I feel like people sometimes, they, they don't know what they're missing out. I know, absolutely. So can you give us one last juicy tip and then we'll just wrap up with your, with your course and with your, with your podcast and your Instagram? Sure. Do you want this juice tip to be about Pinterest or it could be about anything? Anything. Whatever's going to make me get out there, take action and move the needle towards the right direction. Okay. So maybe one juicy tip will be to always network. And nowadays, I know we're living to a pandemic. I know that people in Australia are experiencing another lockdown and it feels like, how could I network right now? So simple. You can just network. Like one thing that I do every Wednesday on my Instagram stories is I give a shout out to a local vendor. And I just say like, Hey, today I want to shout out this person. And the reason why is because, you know, whatever the reason is, right? And whatever your industry is, I'm in the wedding industry. So I say like, Hey, this is the best cake maker in the country. Their cakes are delicious. And then because I have images of those cakes or something, I upload those images into my Instagram. Obviously, all those images are also on Pinterest as well. So the way that you're doing this is like you, you're giving love to somebody. Most likely, they're going to receive it well. Most likely, they're going to repost their story in their, your story in their stories. And you can, you know, that way is an easy way to connect with people. To follow up in this tip also, if you're going to go the extra mile, create an article about them on your blog, Right. If you are, I don't know, if you're a fitness coach and you want to, you know, showcase, uh, and what's the word, somebody that, you know, that makes meals, then talk about them in your Instagram stories. If you are, you know, in whatever industry, there is always somebody that complements your industry that you can talk about them. This is going to give you content for your blog. This is going to give you content once again for Pinterest. It's going to give you content for your social media, and it's going to position you as the expert and also as somebody that is fun to be around and somebody that is lifting others. And as you know, Jai, that's something that you do all the time. There is nothing like helping others because that's like a boomerang. Always comes back to you. So that will be my tip. I love the Australian boomerang reference. (laughs) (laughs) Carolina, where can we find you? Um, Where's the best place to actually come and find your content? Tell us about your course and yeah. So I have a Pinterest class that is called The Art of Pinning that I teach everything from like somebody that knows nothing about Pinterest from like a starting their account all the way into like how to create video pins and all the little details. So that class, you can find it on thetalkrepublic.com slash classes, I believe. I mean, the link was somewhere I'll, there. I'll put a link <laughs> below this in the show notes of this as well. Awesome. So you can find that there. One thing that I do with my class is obviously Pinterest is growing. Pinterest is changing. So now I'm working in like a new module because now we have story pins. So I want to make sure that the course is, you know, up to date. So if you're a student, all the upgrades are always free and I'm here to help you out. You can find me on Instagram at the talk Republic, T-O-G Republic. That's kind of like my uh, space for like to connect with other creatives. And that's also the name of my podcast. And if you just want to check my wedding photography, just Carolina Guzik. (laughs) Love that. Thanks so much for being on the show. And I just want to say to the audience as well, Carolina's courses, I don't have an affiliate code or nothing like that. So it's literally, I recommend Carolina. She 
is amazing at what she does. I love how she shows up for her audience all the time. She brings thought-provoking things to her podcast. She interviews amazing people and she puts in the work. So people like you, Carolina, are always you know, bringing up the tide for everybody. And I just want to thank you on behalf of everybody. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. And again, thank you for also inspiring me. Like I felt, I find a lot of inspiration in, in you as well. So I'm happy that we can share the space.